Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of The Golfing Mind. My name is Robin Seeger. Uh, I'm the author of Silent Mind Golf, Silent Mind Putting, and um, Golf Under Pressure. My interest is and remains a fascination with the mental game, specifically as it relates to golf. In these podcasts, we talk golf um, in general, uh, but the mental game of golf we talk about specifically. Uh, when you think about it, uh, when professional golfers tell you they think that golf is 80% mental and 20% mechanical, it makes uh, me wonder why we spend so much time uh, ignoring the mental game and just think that we can master golf mechanically. And if people like Ben Hogan, Jack Nicholas, and Tiger Woods never managed to master the game, I'm not sure we really are in a good position to, to do better than them. So what I'd like to talk about is generally just things we can do. Um, I also enjoy having guests on the show to interview. Uh, but today I just wanted to talk about uh, a very key aspect of the mental game. It's one of the three pillars of uh, my approach to the mental game. And it's uh, on the subject of focus. You know, the first aspect of Silent Mind Golf, which I wrote about, was um, focus. To me, focus is when we look at a physical situation, the hole we're playing, and then determine in our mind's eye our target, where we want the ball to finish. And that's it. We simply focus on where we want the ball to end up. We do not think about or imagine all the places we do not want the ball to go. And that happens to the amateur golfer. The amateur golfer sees the hazards, sees the problems and goes, oh, don't go in the bunker, don't go in the water, don't go out of bounds. But the, the focus golfer will focus exclusively on where they want the ball to end up. And it's what I say to my, my clients and my pupils, I say, look, I'm not interested in the water or the hazard. I'm only interested in where you want the ball to end up. So when we step up to the shot, we look at the position, the exact place on the fairway we want to play the next shot from. Obviously, we'll be aware of all the surroundings, the water hazards, the bunkers, and any other areas we do not want to visit. However, we'll not pay any attention to them. We'll not think about the ball going there. Even though this sounds very obvious and indeed simple, I am amazed how often people see the negative. They invest their attention in the stronger emotional outcome, which is pain, not pleasure. This means that people tell themselves, don't go in the rough, don't hit it out of bounds. Then they do exactly that. And they, they, they scratch their head and go, how did that happen? This is very frustrating. And the results in us feeling inadequate as golfers and seeing ourselves as less capable than we truly are. The brain processes information. That's what it does. It processes information. It doesn't assign value to it. It just assigns an outcome. If we put in the wrong information, such as the possibility of hooking it into the bunker, the brain will process that with no interpretation of whether the imagined outcome is good or bad. When we focus our attention on not hooking into the bunker, our brain simply locks onto that as the intended outcome. 
It's what we're visualizing becomes the outcome. The brain doesn't understand the word don't and not in terms of visualization. It just visualizes outcomes. So if you don't want to go in the uh, bunker, don't even think about the bunker. Don't focus on it at all. Which is why people who have been lifelong slices of the ball can suddenly, to their amazement, produce a hook out of nowhere. So we need to avoid putting the possibility of a mistake into our brain in the first place. This ability to focus is evident among many of the great players of the game. Ben Hogan, one of the greatest players who ever lived, was famed for his powers of concentration on the course. He had this icy stare, these hawk-like eyes that could intimidate people. He made no or very little conversation with his playing partner or indeed even his caddy. Players often said that the only words he spoke to them when they played golf is, you're up. And generally he just puffed away on a cigarette deep in concentration. It was noted that before hitting a ball, he would stare into the distance, then turn and select his club before hitting what was usually a perfect shot. He never discussed the mental side of his game. And as a player, he was something of an enigma. He still remains to this day an almost myth mythological character. No one really knew his secret. He once told a journalist that the secret was found in the dirt. By this he meant time spent in the practice ground. Up until the time he died, he continued to practice in search of the perfect swing. One thing is sure, he practiced harder than any of his fellow professionals. He practiced until his hands ached and then he practiced some more. However, years after his death, a booklet was found in his study that had been printed in the 1930s and was concerned with mental strength and mental conditioning. Many sections of the book had been underlined in pencil, indicating that he understood the need to develop a strong mind and a strong muscle memory as a foundation for his greatness. But more than anything else, his capacity to focus. Now, if Ben Hogan can demonstrate to us the benefits of focus when we play golf, I think it's fair to say we should understand its importance in our games. When it comes to putting, I always tell my clients, you know, expect to make a putt and be surprised when you miss it. Generally, putts under 12 feet, I say that. If it's a lag putt, we'll expect to lag it very successfully and don't expect to lag it badly. We, we move in the direction of our dominant thought. So if our dominant thought is the hazard, then our brain will take the image of the hazard we have created and will quite simply see that as the assigned outcome. Now, people will often say to me, that's rubbish. Where'd you get this from? How can you say that? And I say to them, well, how often do you find your ball going into that hazard that you just thought, no, not there? And I said, but I rarely say to people, sorry, I rarely have people say to me, Robin, I always visualize my ball dead center of the fairway. You know what they say to me? I try, I, I, I hope to hit the fairway, or I plan to hit the fairway, or the fairway is my goal. You know, it's like if you're throwing, um, if you jump in a taxi, and you say to the taxi driver, 
somewhere. The taxi driver's going to look at you like you're a nut. Because somewhere isn't where you are, but it's not actually clear as to where it is. Your brain, like the taxi driver, needs an exact focal point of outcome. And it is to my amazement that the average amateur golfer doesn't do that. <clears throat> they play golf more in hope than in expectation. They hope to hit a good shot. They hope it lands in the fairway. They hope it lands in the green. They don't believe with absolute certainty that'll be the case. And I understand that. But it is better if you focus your attention on the positive outcome on every shot. So when I'm on the tee, I look down the fairway exactly where I want the ball to end up. And do you know how often the ball ends up exactly where I want it to end up? Not very often. But do you know something? It often ends up not that far away because I absolutely had locked into the idea it's where I want it to go. Don't get me wrong, I still hit some hooks and I hit some slices and I try too hard sometimes. But when I really am focused and concentrated, I found this to be really um, more evident when I'm playing match play. If I'm playing match play the first nine holes, you're just trying to play okay, but you're not really playing the opponent, you're playing the course. But if I'm two or three down and there's five or six to go, I'm a... I'm amazed myself how often I play absolutely the best golf I'm capable of playing because suddenly I am absolutely zeroed in and focused on the importance and the strategic importance of every shot I play. So think about that next time you go out and play. Do not hit a loose shot. And that means do not hit one shot on the course for which you have not focused clearly on where you want that ball to end up. And if it doesn't end up where you want it to, and it won't as often as you wish for, it's still gonna be pretty close. And even if it's not, for some reason you do hit the wild hook or the big power slice, that's okay because we're gonna hit poor shots and we need to just let them go. But that's another conversation. If you'd like to learn more about um, the mental game of golf, I have a 13-week online program. It can be found at seegergolf.com. There's a link in the um, site. And it is a very detailed day-by-day 13-week program to train your mind in the art of visualization, on uh, emotional management, on what to do when it all goes wrong, through a series of mindfulness exercises, guided meditations, and visualizations. It makes a big difference and it will improve your golf and it will certainly improve your enjoyment of golf. So what more would you want than that? Um, but until next week, have a great week and focus. All the best.